yolks runny and the dough sour. Yum! It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Alex Dyson, uh, this is All Day Breakfast. Hope you're doing well. Thank you very much for joining us. Hey, Alex, something I'm not going to miss. Or something that something that I am going to miss, sorry. All right, so which uh, no, is can it? can we start again? Start again. <laughs> I, I've, nah, I've blown it. Mate, we want to treat our podcast as live as I've possible. What if we Come get on, again? press start again. All I'm right, sorry, fine. my no, friend. I'm no, sorry. Okay, fine. Do you know what? I don't care. <laughs> this is what happens. You do one week of on-demand podcast radio, and now we're redoing takes? What oh. happened? We've changed, man. <laughs> We've sold out into the hey, pre-recorded... <laughs> Look, there are little perks to this whole disaster that's sweeping the world, okay? And yep. the situations that we're in. And this is something that I will miss once this is all over, all right? Getting in the lift today, right? Hop in. There's a guy maybe 10 metres behind me. Yep. Doors are closing. He sort of starts to shuffle towards me, towards the lift. And I just watched him close on him. Well, and I just thought, you're no. doing your duty as a good Australian <laughs> right exactly. there. Exactly. And I hate the, the lift open. I hate it. <laughs> Well, you don't I want to press the button if you can avoid it as well with your fingers. Exactly. I just hate the, how we used to have to do that. Yeah. Just either be in the lift or get out. Well, I got you know in one the mean? other day. I think the person coming behind me waited for the next one. Just let me ride it all by myself. So yeah, that was see, very that's, courteous. That's what I'm liking as well. I'm loving the solo lift yeah. riders. You can do anything in there. <laughs> Whereas once one could be labelled a rat dog for getting in the lift um, with another person. Now that's that's over. Um, yeah, and hey, speaking of rat dogs, someone's oh, bringing mate. it back, mate. Bring it back. Tell you what. You're rat, in the limelight today. Rat dog has hit the mainstream. I got it tagged <laughs> in a post today. And uh, the big bull himself, Paul Gallen, ex-Cronulla Sharky, was quoted um, using the, my nickname, Rat Dog, in the, uh, in the mainstream media. So we're going to uh, check in to see exactly what happened there. We've also got a couple. If you missed our episode uh, earlier in the week, What's Your Juice? Uh, you missed out because we had some very excellent calls as to uh, the secondary juices that people liked to partake in. And we've got a couple more that have kept coming through throughout the week, Matt O'Kine, that we're going to uh, take a little sip of later on. Yeah, and uh, speaking of our current situation, uh, we have a love story to bring you. <gasps> Up first. Oh, it's not man. easy to find the find that special someone in these sort of circumstances, but we have two shining lights yes. here to brighten your day. From the city of love in Australia. I mean, Paris, the city of love in France. In Australia, the city of love is Newcastle, New South Wales. And Newey has once again brought the rose petals out. It's love in the time of corona, and you're going to hear exactly what happened up next. It's a Thursday show, all day breakfast with Matt and Alex. Welcome. Can we do it again, please? Can we do that again? <laughs> coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, I feel a buzz. Alex Dyson, it is May 2020. Sorry. <laughs> Start again. Hey, no, no, we're not starting again. <laughs> Damn hey, it. You, my mistakes are now. When they're my mistakes, they're the different. Sword. I know. Die I was just saying, sword. I was just saying, like, we don't want people thinking Matt and Alex, they've gone all slick. I haven't heard a mistake <laughs> from them for ages. No, two to in the first five minutes. Um, as you were saying, Matt O'Kind. May 2020, love is... Oh, see, now... <laughs> okay, let's just start. I was going to build into with... it. I was going to say there's panic in the air, there's germs in the air, but love is in the air as well. 
most certainly is. Now, I want you to picture this. You've been on lockdown for eight weeks, okay? Eight long, hard weeks of isolation. Suddenly, in your state of New South Wales, restrictions are lifted. Human contact is once again possible. So who do you invite around? Your mum? Your dad? Your brother? Your priest? Your friend from soccer? Or the pretty good looking dude you've seen on Tinder and you swiped on him and he's hit you with a car's pickup line? Well, if you chose the latter, then you must be Samara Hanine from Newcastle, who joins us now. Hey, Samara. Hey, guys. How are you going? Tell you we're what. Good, thank you, Samara. <laughs> we're good that stories like this can come out at a time, Samara, because I'd almost lost faith in the world. And then suddenly, out of Newcastle, the love story of our generation hits the internet. Um, please, can you I tell know. us? What, what you've been doing for the last eight weeks and then what happened just a couple of days ago? Um, yeah, well, kind of been on strict isolation for the last couple of months, basically. And then, yeah, it got lifted to two people um, can visit a household. So Charlie and I matched on Tinder and then we got talking and... Hang on, hang know, on, hang on. You, I, I alluded to it, but we don't know who Charlie is. Don't... Are you on first name terms with Charlie already? You've got to you've got to add Charlie, the dude from Tinder who I Oh true, true, true. Okay, sorry. That's all right. We, we've Tinder. made a couple of mistakes already this show, so you're <laughs> yeah, you're, you're totally fine, Samara. Um so, so how long had you been talking to this gentleman Charlie uh, on Tinder? Um, I think for about like a week. Not that long. Mm. Not okay, that long. you're you're liking you know? the chat. Yeah, what, what's I was. what struck out? Um, what stuck out to you about Charlie's banter? Um, to be honest, his spelling mistake in about the fourth message to me, that really stuck out to me. What did he go? Was it a there, there, there situation? No, he <laughs> spelled um, I know as now. I now. Uh, yes. okay. Well, the K is silent. I mean, yeah, what's, I know. what's its use, really? Oh, well, that's I'm good. being picky too. <laughs> well, indeed. <laughs> uh, it's, things blossomed since then, so as soon as restrictions came down, you mm-hmm. didn't consider waiting a day? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm pretty sure we did. Like, mm. like we might have waited a day or two. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, what are you doing tonight? And I was like... Not much. What are you doing? And then, yeah. Well, for more, we better talk to the man in question. Charlie is also on the line. Hey, Charlie. Hey, boys. How are you? Pretty good. Thanks, good. Charlie. Now, uh, talk to us about this particular night. You've uh, matched with Samara and uh, and <laughs> what have you decided to organise? How have you decided to spend your first night out of isolation? Uh, well, well, firstly, I just to address the spelling mistake. It was it was an honest mistake. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Good, good to know. It happens. What's first, uh, <laughs> you know, drew you to Samara? Led you to swipe right? Was it the pictures, the bio, combination of the two? I think it was a combination of the two. To be honest, I love a I love a witty bio. So she would have, she definitely would have had a witty bio. I, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but mm. it was what, probably something fun. Samara, what was Charlie's bio? Was that was that good? 
Oh, God. It was something about kissing a dad or something like that. <laughs> Sorry, no, wait, seriously. What? Hitting a dad? a dad? Kissing a yeah. dad. Kissing yeah. a dad. <laughs> yeah, something like yeah. Um, I got yeah. told I'm a good kisser, but your dad's biased. Right. Cheeky, Charlie. Very, very <laughs> cheeky there. So anyway, so kissing's already been brought up at this stage. You ter- you rock up you're safely in a house. We're not in, you know, in public areas. The bars are closed. Safely in a house. Everything's closed. So um, you, you're shacked up indoors. And how did the date go? Good, clearly. Yeah, yeah the date went well. Well, I mean, what, what, who went to whose house? I went to Charlie's. Yeah, okay. So, Samara, you're playing the away game there. Um, yes. Charlie, you had the home home turf advantage. Yeah, I had um, the advantage, correct. How long, because this night did end in a kiss, how long between <laughs> Samara coming in the door and the smooch did uh, did you have? Uh, it was a little while, to be honest. We had, like, a good bit of chat um, for a little while. Um, yeah, I'm not, sure. I'm not too sure. Maybe an hour to two hours, maybe. Who kissed who? No, I'm trying to remember. Meant. Okay, okay. Mutual. And, um, and then, the then, then what happened? Um, do you want to tell this bit tomorrow or do you want me to go? You could probably say it in better detail. Well, you know, you know how it goes. You're hooking up and whatever. And then um, I think we were like talking or something and then my mouth just started tingling, going crazy. And I was like, something is wrong. And then I like went in my head and I was like, obviously I haven't eaten anything in like a couple of hours. It feels like I'm having an anaphylactic reaction, but I don't know how or why. Oh, so you've got you've got allergies. Yes. So you yes. immediately ruled out the chance that Charlie was just that good a kisser? <laughs> Absolutely ruled it out. <laughs> okay, so that's off the table. Um, yeah, you start no, that doing that and then you asked him a question? Yeah, I was like, so have you had peanuts tonight? And... Um, he said, yeah, I had a peanut butter sandwich before you came over. And I said, no, you didn't. And he said, yes, I did. And I said, no, you didn't. And he said, yes, I did. And so, yeah, literally, he was like, why would I lie to you about eating a peanut butter sandwich? And I was like. <laughs> he was just bragging, just trying to big up himself. Yeah. <laughs> literally arguing about it. And then, yeah, it kind of went into, okay, well, this is what's going to happen. We need to do. X, Y, Z, let's go. So you're that so allergic you, you to pe- peanuts that a yeah. kiss from a recent peanut butter <laughs> sandwich attendee was enough to send you into the first stages of anaphylaxis. Literally, and it's never, ever happened to me before. And it was funny because I remember kissing him and I was like, God, he tastes fresh. So he clearly <laughs> had him brushed Oh, you've done the toothbrush. You're a bit embarrassed about the old crunchy nut on your uh, <laughs> wafting on your breath there. And so, can I say, Charlie? By the way, that's a very unglamorous meal to have (laughs) moments before a date. Like that's that's a shame sandwich right there (laughs) that you're quickly shoveling in your mouth before your date comes. Didn't you have dinner planned or anything? Oh, I had dinner first, and then I was—it was like a second dinner. It was like a late. Night. <laughs> <laughs> he was hungry. Okay. Yeah. It, so you weren't there for the sandwich. It was a romantic dinner, and you made peanut butter sandwiches for the both yeah, of you. Ate it it in was the, a their yeah, room. Was it something. was a kiss, and so Samara, that you then said to Charlie, "I need you to use my EpiPen." Charlie, that must have been terrifying. Yeah, yeah I freaked out to be honest. He didn't believe uh, me. Yeah, because I, I like, didn't what know what to do. I, I, I'd like, not, I know what an EpiPen was, but I'd never 
seen one, never had to use one before, didn't know how to use it, anything like that. So it was more like Samara was kind of like calming me down because I had to stab the heavy pen because I just didn't know what to do. How do you insert? Do you, is it like an arm thing? Is it a buttock? Did you have to go on the right cheek? Like, what do you do? It's, it's in the thigh, so it's in the leg. But um, oh. it was it was weird because I picked it up, like she gave it to me, and then there was like a cap thing on it, and I took the cap off, and I assumed that's where the needle came out. But I had it upside down, so I nearly stabbed myself in the thumb with it. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been some sort of movie farce. Uh, but <laughs> tell you what. Then that, you're not out of the woods, Samara, when that happens. What, what's the next step in, uh, in this process? Well, so, you know, he gives me the EpiPen and I'm calming him down. And then I say, okay, Charlie, I need you to call the ambulance because obviously when you have a high dose of adrenaline, your heart's racing a million miles an hour. And he goes, I can't do that. I said, what do you mean you can't do that? He said, you call them. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, I, I didn't know what to say. I don't, I don't know anything about anaphylaxis. I don't know how to describe to the attendant what anaphylaxis is. I don't know what's going on. They need to know what all those just, details. You just didn't have the credit. Is that all? Your phone <laughs> prepaid run out. You're like, you're gonna have to call this one in, Samara. Sorry. Can I just make clear to everyone listening right now that these two people are on their first date while this is happening? They don't know each other, and then what? The, so the ambulance rocks up, and uh, you're at your house, Charlie. Do you just say, "All right, you got a ride. I'll catch you later." What happens after that? Nah, so, yeah, like the Ambo's rocked up. We go out the front. She hops in the Ambo. They're all sitting there. I'm out on the street with just a T-shirt on. It's like the middle of the night. It's freezing. No shoes. And then I was standing there and I was like, oh, she, she can't go by herself. Like, there's no way I can send this poor girl to the hospital by herself. So, yeah, I just ran inside, grabbed what I needed, forgot shoes. Um, and then, yeah, come back out, had a, had a nice little ambulance ride to the hospital. That is oh, you my Lord. Well done. And, uh... So obviously you've you've turned out okay, Samara. Everything's fine. You're fit and healthy. Um, yeah, all good. And uh, I mean, how are you feeling, guys? About you know, date number two. What do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon I'm, I'm, I'm confident. <laughs> wow. Oh, <okay>. oh, <laughs> we've been we've been chatting a little bit. I feel like it's definitely in the works. Okay, Samara, uh, Samara how do you is feel on about the this? phone here. You're not just chatting to the lads, Matt and Alex. Uh, uh, but anyway, bold. Samara, what about yourself? Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, like, we'll, we'll see. But I mean, oh. apparently, <laughs> apparently there's one happening. Play the cards a little bit closer. Well, I tell you what, it's an incredible story. Thank you very much for sharing it with us. And uh, yeah, we're wishing you both all the best for the future. And. Uh, Tell you what, you're going to have to uh, change to some Nutella or something, I reckon, from now on, <laughs> Charlie, when you're having yeah. uh, a pre-date snack. <laughs> um, but thank you again, and we'll catch you later. Thanks so much, guys. Got to love a an event, something big going down on a first date. That's one of those tales, isn't it? I reckon I reckon it helps a date. I reckon it helps a date. You mark my words. Shark helps a date. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. You mark my words. Those two are getting married. Oh, oh, he's calling it. Okay, you said it, well, you, I said it. You heard it here what's... first. They're getting married, and I and we are going to be um... the celebrants. Yes. Oh, hang on. Uh, yes. Sam- sorry, Samara and Charlie, you still there? Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh um... wait, come on. You're not supposed to. They're not supposed to still <laughs> no, be on no, the no. phone. I you can't know. wait for you guys to be our celebrants. Oh, that's great. I was going <laughs> to yeah. say. I'll, I'll even cater it too. Oh, Peanut no, no, butter no. sandwiches <laughs> all around. <laughs> Thanks, That's guys. Perfect. Let's lock it in. Okay, <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs> Order up.
Perfect. Matt O'Kine, I know you're a purveyor of the arts. Big fan. Big, big fan. Big fan of it. Are you going to be getting involved in uh, Spencer Tunick's latest exhibition? Does Spencer Tunick do the uh, do the nude, the nude ones? He most certainly does. Um, completely against the law these days, gathering thousands of people to lay down naked in you know whether it's Sydney Opera House in Paris in front of the Eiffel Tower everywhere around the world. He's his his business model is kind of uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's been affected more than most when it comes to putting together his exhibitions. But like many people. Old Spencer is taking his artistry online and is uh, currently recruiting probably about 100 Australians for a nude photo shoot inspired by coronavirus and social isolation. Here is Mr. Tunic talking a little bit about it. I'm going to use different video conferencing platforms to work within grids. So 49 people, 100 people, and hopefully it'll work. I will orchestrate people into different positions the same way that I've done it in public space, but we're all quarantined and we're all isolated. I'm looking for people that want to make art in this time of social distancing. Hashtag send nudes. No, what he's doing, he's getting these <laughs> this, people. And it looks like, you remember when you first did that pretend someone's hugging you and kissing you from behind and you rub your hands school, behind yes. you? Yeah, so you're making out with someone. Yeah. There's a few naked people in the imagery I've seen doing that, basically. So you can't really see any bits. You just see a nude back and some hands coming around from from behind. So that's what he's what he's putting together. Um, so if you'd like to be involved, I'm sure you can Google... Um, Nude people, and um, you should, you should, should be the first first hit. Would, would you do it? Um, no, I've never been. I'd never been um uh, inspired to do the nude. No one in the art. I'm not even. A, I mean, I'm not a nude sender either. I was never was. I've never sent know? a nude. No, I've neither. never sent a nude. No, you would. It's. I'm too. I mean, my thing's too recognizable. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's the, the birthmark of Jesus gives it away that... <laughs> yeah, it, the weeping. People thought that was a miracle. Um, <laughs> wait. So, no, but I've never done it. I've never done we it. Intending, also, but I, I've never said to nude. I, was, I, I remember one time I, was, I accidentally opened my camera while in the nude and I saw, you know, sort of like what watching live like. what it would look like. Awful. I can't say oh, that. Disc- I mean, the... I can barely make my face look decent, in the, you know, with good lighting, let alone that absolute mess down there. My Lord. Anyway, <laughs> um, but you, you had to do nude scenes for your TV I show, did, The I, Other Guy. I, I did, I did. I do have, um, yeah, the show, my show, The Other Guy. You, but the thing is, you don't think of, that you're going to be actually nude, you know. in When you're writing it, you're like, Oh yeah, these two people wake yeah. up. They've obviously had sex and they're in bed. And you just and think that the, that's the, what the it is. The woman puts her uh, sheet over the breasts, and the man has it down because male nipples are not offensive. You know, yeah, it's just so, convenient. So convenient. And then suddenly you're on you're in on set, and and the director's like, "Well, time to do that scene." And you're like, "But I, I'm." It's cold, and there's a lot of people that I don't know here because you know on TV you, you're you're working with um, you know, you sometimes you'll meet the, the the sound guy on the day, 
Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And suddenly they're they're it's real creepy because you're pretending to be nude and or having sex, and and they're like there's like people hiding in the room. So watching there's like you. a lot of people on sets, but you don't actually have to go fully nude. They give you a little bag to hide your um your best boy. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something really snug. Like, I thought it was going to be like a, you know, because girls wear like a, um, uh, it would be like a big Band-Aid, basically. <laughs> like, that's kind of what it is, just like a giant Band-Aid. Yeah. And that's very wait, wait, wait. fitted, is it- obviously. It's like right, you know. And yes. are they made specifically for that, or do you adapt like bandaging or plaster, and just you skin coloured for that, or can you literally go to a movie shop and purchase genital hiding band aid material? Well, the, the thing is, I for a guy, they just give you a little. Do you know it's like looks like an earrings bag, you know, with the little drawstrings <laughs> on either side, and it just looks like you've kind of just got to dip everything in and then just sort of like choke it out, like you just like. <laughs> Yank the string on either side and then just like, yeah. Like and you're it, uh, it, putting some gold aside for the king to, like uh, to pay it, him off in the back room like or something. Like you needed to submit in the in the octagon, you know what I mean? Like it's like you're just like, ah, and you're choking it out. And um, and then and then it's sort of just like all in there. But I tell you what, I've done two two seasons of The Other Guy, right? And um, season one, the, the, the costume department, makeup team, the makeup team sort of do it. Mm. Um, Season two, I, I they were expecting more from me. Um, <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? There was well, they were like, "Here's your, you know, bag." Oh, and I was okay, like, okay. What, what, is, what am I putting? Is this is this airport luggage? I mean, how much? <laughs> How much room do I need? Yeah, there was a lot of real were, estate. I needed to thought- fold it in half, Alex. I needed to fold it in half. So wait, they thought that you were checking in baggage, and you thought you you were you were only carrying on, or what? They thought they they thought I was delivering presents all around the world <laughs> in one night. That's how big the damn sack they gave me was. <laughs> you got to fit a hundred dicks in it. <laughs> Every dick in the world could have had a had a four hundred and fifty square meter block in this bag. Could have pulled him on out. Uh, <laughs> All the way to the ceiling. Well, anyway, <clears throat> the good news is if you do want to be involved in, in Spencer's artwork, um, but you are a little bit bashful, Matt, you've got a, a spare pouch that you can you could lend a, a one of All Day Breakfast's finest listeners. Yeah, if you're looking for a penis pouch or just a sleeping bag. <laughs> I smell toast. The people are real. The cases are real. Petty. This is Matt and Alex's Low Court of Australia. Yes, that's right. Welcome to the lowest court in the land. Forget your supreme. Forget your high. Forget even your county. This is Matt and Alex's <laughs> Low Court, which was inspired yesterday. You told a story, Matt O'Kine. You weren't sure who was in the right? Who was in the wrong? Well, I knew who was in the right. Well, you know, deep in my bones, I knew. But uh, there's always two sides to every story. But I thank all of you for getting in touch with your own household dilemmas. Yeah, a couple of people letting us know a few things in their own home, which potentially need an impartial adjudicator. And Matt, you and I are very, very familiar with uh, with. 
having trivial disputes. And so we're going to try and get into a couple now. It could be a recurring segment. So if you've got one in the future, have a listen to this. See how uh, Matt and I go with our uh, judges' robes on. This horse hair is itching my head something chronic. Um, but regardless, I think it's for a good cause. And uh, we were uh, approached by someone who was a little bit distressed. Matt, his name is Sean, and he joins us on the line. Hello, Sean from Melbourne. G'day, boys. How are we? Good, thanks, Sean. So uh, paint a picture of your... Order uh, in the court! Sorry. Uh, paint um, a picture of your, of your household. Uh, so I um, get home after a day at work, and we've got quite a... a the house is nice and clean, thanks to the girlfriend. Um, we've okay, got it's not 1960, mate. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. We've got quite a small... I hope you're uh, pulling some weight in this as well, oh, Sean. I do my best, mate. Okay, good, good. Keep going. Um, we've got quite a small little cupboard where we keep all the uh, glassware and the mugs and everything like that. What um, height off the floor is Exhibit A, oh, the cupboard? She's, a, she's an overhead cupboard, so right. she's, okay. we're looking at above sort of the cooktop area. Mm-hmm. Continue. Um, and I've gone to open that cupboard, and because we have numerous mugs of all different shapes and sizes, oh. the dishwasher's been unpacked and sort of loaded in there. And as uh, I've opened the cupboard, three or four mugs have come piling out on top, smashing uh, mm. all over the floor. So Objection. Well, as- we do not know in what it could be described as a smash or simply a break or a crumble, okay? We- well, as, as the great Jerry Halliwell once sang, it's raining mugs. So you 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 copped a muggin, uh, Jesse. Feel like I was stitched up, boys. Okay, and so you feel that whoever put the mugs away did it in such a way which caused this incident to happen, even though you were the one who opened the cupboard and recklessly. So the mugs were smashed as a result. Well, I was Dyson. Well, the the person in the witness stand is none other than your girlfriend, Sean Jesse, also of Melbourne. She joins us now. Hi, Jesse. Hi. Welcome <laughs> to the describe local. The, describe the mug situation in the household, Jesse. What's going I, on? You over-exaggerated. It wasn't four. It's was probably like one or two fell out. Oh. I would say that being rained on by one or two is still one or two too many. <laughs> True, Sorry, but is it accuracy? <laughs> is it accuracy in a witness? It's something accurate. that is to be applauded. So, Jesse, have do you have you got a? Do you think you've got too many mugs in the house? Oh, I don't think a girl can have too many mugs, but um, maybe. I hate <laughs> mugs. <laughs> Honestly, I can't stand them. Oh, I don't know. Mugs suck. Mugs, mugs are alright. You only all right, need, you but only I need do... one mug. Yeah, but it's are, for you, you. are you a tea drinker? You no, drink but you just yeah. you only need one mug. You can rinse it out and keep going with the same mug. All right. Um, when you have a boyfriend that uses ten mugs a day. Oh, oh. hang on a second. Hang on a second. Are we <laughs> saying that, Jesse? On your rounds of the house, there are a couple of uh, mugs scattered in various areas. Oh, who let that out? No. Sean, Sean, answer, oh. answer yourself. Mate, the, the side of the couch, the armchair on the couch is riddled with bugs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so you're there. There's you're a mug, Jesse. infestation in the house. I'm, I'm the glass that. man. Oh. I'm the glass man and Jesse's the mug person. Okay, so, yeah. so Jesse, you've put the mugs in the cupboard. How do you feel they were stacked when you, uh, when you closed the door? I stacked them actually 
pretty well. I stacked the big one. Normally, I stack mm. the big ones on the bottom. It looks like the Leaning Tower of Pisa in there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, because all I can feel is, Sean, if you opened the door with enough force, some could say undue force, the air vacuum that pulled out could have led to a breeze that knocked over the tower. You're clutching at straws there, Daiso. Well, I'm just saying, it's uh, the mugs stayed in. Unless, Jesse, you pushed them in and they were leaning against (laughs) the front of the cupboard. Um, do you reckon there's that many mugs in there? I probably have too many, I'll admit. Too many. <laughs> but you should always, if it's happened once, you should always check before you open it. If it and it doesn't happen to me. It only happens to Sean. So. Oh, okay, and Sean. you say it happens. Has this happened before to Sean? Yeah, this is the second time it's happened. Yep. Oh, so you're just flinging doors open, Sean. <laughs> just ripping nah. at door handles like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I might have to take this one, boys. Oh, okay. <laughs> Suddenly oh, someone was down. very adamant <laughs> that he was in charge. Well, I think, you know, here at the low court of Australia, we, we are given the power to make a ruling on this decision. And I feel that uh, I'm going to rule that mugs in the cupboard can be stacked no higher than two, okay, <laughs> with the smaller mug in the upper position. Which is what I do, yep. Okay. <laughs> The the door cannot be opened at any more than the the speed of a uh, a brisk sparrow. Okay, I don't want any peregrine falcon openings from you, Sean. Okay, I'll try and ease up on it. And, yeah, that's uh, it, Sean. I would like a family email sent to both families saying for birthdays and Christmases, no mugs <laughs> shall be purchased as gifts. Okay, does that yeah. seem like a reasonable ruling? I think I think yep. I think we can uh, live with that one there. Okay, good. Maybe. All right, well, fantastic. Well, I've got to replace the ones he's broken. Well, mm. well, and also he can, Sean. You can start stacking them yourself if you don't like the way oh. they're being stacked, mate. I think I'll have to. Yeah. <laughs> think you will hey, too. Thanks, thanks, thanks you so Sean. much, Sean thanks, and Jesse, Jesse from Melbourne. You guys are awesome. We'll catch you next time, thanks, guys. Well, hopefully not if we've done our job right, Matt O'Kine. <laughs> You're right. It's what we are all about here at All Day Breakfast. So if you have a dispute that you would like resolved by the Low Court of Australia. Our judges, Matt and Alex QC presiding, um, please get in touch with us. Matt and Alex Instagram, which does have a couple of dots on it. Be aware for them. We've also got the Discord server up and running. If you want to, the link to the all-day Discord, uh, jump on the Instagram as well. You can get through to there. Court's adjourned. <laughs> See you next time. All day breakfast. Alex Dyson, uh, when we, we've been working on radio together for a few years now. Oh, it feels um, like a lifetime, Matt. Yep, all good, all good. Uh, and I remember one particular morning earlier on in our, uh, in our tenure together where um, your little whiskers had a little shine to them. Do you know what I mean? I, I remember thinking how sharp your claws were on this particular morning because if, if you don't know what we look like, Dyson's... Got the two sort of sharp front teeth uh, sticking out over the bottom lip. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get on with it, mate. The story <laughs> of the rat dog was born. He some you somehow acquired a, uh, a nickname, rat dog. Yeah, thanks to you, and oh, thanks to right. a listener who texted in. Um, now we're going to talk about rat dog here because it has 
come out of nowhere. Um, for me, this would have been 2014, I'd say, Matt. We used to read the weather on Triple J. We'd play some songs that had something to do with the news and uh, read the weather out. Now, on this particular day, I think some sort of bus driver had gone off a cliff or something like that. It had been a rollover or there was a different story relating to a bus. And so, of course, the best bus song in the world, uh, The Venga Bus is Coming from Venga Boys. Got to play. Now, <clears throat> I'd been in previous meetings before uh, where I had been uh, chewed out by Richard Kingsmill, uh, music director, for playing too many crap songs for too long. And so yeah, when we you got love the pop, I mean, you love a good pop song, but you just, you shouldn't be playing it on certain, you know, radio Yeah, indeed. So much. whereas we did have a tradition, sometimes you'd play the whole song. People would text, play it out. I want to hear the whole whole thing. And we were getting... We were getting quite a few of those demands from the Triple J text line for uh, the Venga bus to be played in full. I resisted and I turned it off. And this text, which will forever haunt me, came through. It was a single a single word, a compound word put into one. The ta- text only said, rat dog. And that was in 2014. <laughs> and until today... It is the only time <laughs> I've seen that used in you know, p- p- popular vernacular. You've been Australia's primary rat dog, mm. the king of all canine rodents. You know, you you have been the number one whiskered, <laughs> clawed, little gronk, <laughs> for lack of a better word. You've been well, the only one yes. you've been holding up Until the today I get a uh, a tag from Lisa Michelle In um, Fox Sports Rugby League Instagram Letting us know that a quote is out there From none other than uh, former captain Of both the Cronulla Sharks And the New South Wales Rugby League team Paul Gallen uh, And this, we've tracked it down This is what he had to say About a re- recent controversy From a couple of NRL players I'll tell you who I feel really sorry for here. I, I know Clear is light, and he's the one in all the videos, and he's probably the main copy, but I feel sorry for Tyro, mate. I mean, can you imagine being a rugby league player, dobbing in your housemate and your teammate? You'd be called a rat dog for the rest of the year. Wow. Do you, coincidence or not? You reckon well, Gallon's a fan? I think the only logical explanation is that Paul Gallon is a fan of the Venger Boys. It must have been him that original. first day in 2014, <laughs> listening in to Triple J, begging to have the Venga bus is coming, played out in full, and everybody's jumping, New York to San Francisco and in the secret disco, um, and then started it. I don't know how else he would have picked it up because he's, I don't know, we're not, we're not well, he's friends. Knocked, <laughs> he's knocked you off Google's top perch, that's for sure. Yeah, now when exactly. you Now when you search Rat Dog, it used, to be, it used to be you, the one and only. Now everything's linked to Paul Gallant. Now, and I think it started, you know, obviously as a, as a devastating insult to me for uh, not having the guts to play a full Venga Boys song. I think I've somehow reappropriated it into quite, you know, I've, you know, reclaimed the word as my own and turned it into a positive thing. Now, Gallant... Done, I'm done my good hard work and we're back to using it as an insult. And he's using it, uh, to, you know, to talk about, of course, situations unfolding in the NRL regarding uh, Nathan Cleary and Tyrone May getting uh, two, ma- two week suspensions and uh, some fines for not following the social distancing rules. So is this it? Is my, is my nickname now out in the world and... People are going to be calling their friends rat dogs. Well, I think but Gallon deserves a, a ban. 
<laughs> for uh, for tarnishing your good name, sir. Yeah, I think it is too. Um, and that is why here on All Day Breakfast, I am going to announce right now that I am challenging Paul Gallon to a boxing match. <laughs> We're going to fight over the name, Rat Dog. <laughs> and the winner shall be the only one allowed to use it from now on. Okay. Mark my words, Matt O'Kine. I so wish we could actually do that, honestly. You'd give him a run. I mean, you would give him a little run for a money. You're a very deceptively, I mean, you know, rats good at getting in <laughs> well, small we, places. We fight dirty. That's, that's what it's all about. <laughs> but um, there it is. The gauntlet has been thrown down. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, if he's game. What happens? Because I think the last, the last thing I saw, someone was offering a million dollars if either Paul Gallant or Barry Hall fought a 50-year-old Mike Tyson. And so I'm just chucking, what about Rat Dyson, Dyson. in the mix? <laughs> <laughs> that could be it. All right, we'll see. I'd take a cool million. That'd be good. Um, so that's out there. And it's the, is that our first fight challenge on all day breakfast the podcast i think that is that we'll mark that as the first but hopefully not the last this is matt and rat dog all day breakfast coffee yeah coffee. a seventh coffee never hurt anyone no i feel a buzz well i never thought i'd say this sentence but finding out your juice has been one of my favorite parts of this week um ever since alicia from wa got sprung <laughs> drinking her smoothies from a disused jar of jalapenos thinking that she drank the jalapeno juice. We've been finding out juice pride. What secondary juice is your favorite? Matt O'Kine, um, some great calls earlier in the week. Feta, yeah. feta brine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you say it like that, it don't sound good, does it? We've had, uh, we've had salad dressing, leftover salad juice being drunk from a lettuce chalice. <laughs> yeah, it's been... Uh, Pretty funny stuff. And we thought, given that they were still coming in on matt.n.alex on Instagram, that we would uh, take a few more calls, find out Australia's favourite secondary juice, Australia's favourite non-juice juice. juice. Uh, <laughs> and Andrew from Brisbane is on the phone now. Good day, Andrew. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. Now, Andrew, we're good. Did you drink the juice or did you spot someone else drinking their juice? I witnessed someone else drinking some odd juice, yeah. Okay. What, what was their juice? Asparagus spears. Asparagus spear juice. Okay, so mm. obviously picking that one up from the canned produce aisle, um, as in were you at their house and they were making some, you know, fried asparagus or what was going on? No, I was um, at the supermarket with the girlfriend and she went in to grab something quickly. So I was just waiting outside the registers and um, I saw a, a young girl and her mum walk out. And as, as they were walking out, the girl had her... Um, jar of uh, asparagus and she, as soon as they walked through she cracked the lid and started sipping on it like it was a coke <laughs> oh, just Wait. hoping it had the wide mouth like a solo can just absolutely crushing her thirst with a <laughs> so did it even asparagus. wait to get home before no. slamming back some asparagus spear juice <laughs> straight into it i was looking around being like is anyone else seeing this what what is happening right now now i'm assuming it had an easy open lid and you didn't see a walk out with the can opener just <laughs> you know no, opening just, it up as she walked along no i just twisted and and got stuck in you know Gracious. it never ceases to amaze me how quickly asparagus goes through you <laughs> Do you know like so i don't know what kind of magical 
sense the uh, the <laughs> juice is going to give to you, your urine, but uh, <laughs> I know the product, it, it really changes things up very quickly. Goodness me. Right. So it didn't pique your curiosity and you started having a go, see what all the fuss was about there, Andrew? No, I, have, I haven't tried it. I'll leave that up, yeah, up to that girl. She, prob- can, she can stick with that. Probably a good call there, mate. Thank you very much for joining us. We've also got James from Newcastle. Hello, James. Hi there. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, what's your juice? Um, well, it's not my juice, actually. It was a housemate of mine. Tell us all about it. What quenched that um, Yeah, so uh, my housemate would make his uh, weekly sandwiches to take to work, a delicious combination of avocado and tuna. But um, once he would finish the tin of tuna, he would tip the juice into a cup and slurp it up whole. Wait, 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 wait. He would tip it into a cup. Yes. A he wouldn't even tip vessel. it out of the tin. He wouldn't. Yeah. Oh, so he really gross. needed Drinking that it from juice. the tin's gross. Yeah. Well, because if it's from the tin, it's just brine. But if it's from a exactly. glass, then it's juice. You know what I mean? Exactly. That, he wow. was making it refined. Do we, wow. Because Brian's salty. He's drinking seawater. Does he take a cup down the beach and just fill up on that as well? No, because it wasn't tuna flavoured. Of course, yeah, fair of course. enough. <laughs> just very faint, just a real faint scent. Did, um, did you ever? Did you ever dabble? Did he ever turn to you and sort of say, uh, "You want, you want a little sip"? Uh, he definitely offered it to me, but I'm pretty sure I gagged every time just watching him do it. So well, I definitely did not have a taste myself. Next time, oh, James, enough. feel free to have a sip because we are celebrating Juice Pride here. Be proud of your juices and. Um, that method is going to be tested uh, very much from his next call. Uh, James from Newcastle, tell us about your housemates. Uh, yes. So um, it's actually my fiance. Oh, that, um, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, the other night we come across this conversation from your podcast and um, she um, came up with the, she likes to uh, dabble in the old cook chook juice from the <laughs> bottom of the bag. <laughs> So okay. does she drink it directly from the chook bag or does she <gasps> transfer it into, into a, a glass a... like our <laughs> She actually gets the um, jalapeno jar and pours it into that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Give a little bit of spice to it as well. Yeah, now, exactly. Look, Did... there, when, you, when you're talking cooked chook juice, you, there is a fine line between cooked chook juice and soup. Really. <laughs> That's a bro- that's a broth right there. Yeah, well, she she tried to uh, convince me that it's just like a chicken stock, but um, I wasn't too convinced. It won't be catching me chucking a straw in there anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, because I've seen you know we've all seen someone drink the juice from a chicken noodles, you know. Mm, so what's yeah, to yeah, say drinking wrong. juice direct from the bag carcass is uh, any worse than that? Um, did you walk in on her doing this at some point, or was this just something that I uh, came up in conversation? No, this is just something that came up from conversation. So I don't. I've never caught her. I'm yet to yet to okay. be a witness. And so are you Ooh. rethinking the wedding plans, or? Ah, <laughs> uh, look. Maybe not. But. <laughs> I'm on her side, to be honest. I absolutely love the sound of that. A bit of ch- cooked chook juice into a glass with a few uh, Parsons nose ice cubes. <laughs> well, oh, on the rocks. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you might change my mind, actually. That's not bad. Oh, okay, well, uh, appreciate that. Um, thank you very much for chatting to us, Daniel, and telling us about your partner's juice.
Can I just get one more thing in? What do you sure. got? What do you got, mate? Pack her up, boys. Oh, I think that is a good call. Thank you very it, much. Mate. Good work there. Thanks, boys. That's All a very right, good call because we are coming to the end of the podcast, Matt O'Kine. The perfect time for a spontaneous pack her up, boys call on yep. the potty. We don't have uh, time to go into why. Um, we have just said pack her up, boys. <laughs> you'll have to you'll have to research that for another time. I'm sure there's too a, much history, too many old stories to go through. I'm sure there's a YouTube video you might be able to find uh, in regarding to it. But thank you very much for listening to the show. Thank you very much to Samara and Charlie from Newcastle for telling us their love story. And um, yep. once again, hit us up if you would like Matt O'Kine's uh, slightly used sack. Oh. Please uh, get in touch with the show. And we'll put you on a bunch of tunics, people. You can create art. This is Matt and Alex. All day breakfast. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.